Basically, it was just an excuse for me to do an episode about something that I I always Google when something happens with the royal family. Like if there's a wedding or somebody makes headlines for some reason or there's royal baby news, I always end up Googling why do BBC reporters have that accent or why does the Queen talk that way? And I actually learned a lot about it when I started watching The Crown because Claire Foy, who plays Queen Elizabeth in the first series and the second series of um, the Netflix show, has given a lot of interviews about how difficult it was for her to master that particular accent. The way that the Queen of England and many members of the royal family speak and also many people who work for like uh, the BBC. So it's very specific and it has a very specific history and it's actually not very common, which is interesting because, I mean, I feel like for non-Brits, like I associate that with people who speak with a British accent, but it is not like an accent that you would hear day to day. So if you are like me, a non-Brit, then chances are when you imagine a British accent, you are thinking of a crisp, clean, regal, and very intelligent sounding lilt. And what you might not realize is that what you are hearing in your mind is actually a very specific and somewhat rare phenomenon known as received pronunciation. So it also goes by other names like the Queen's English, BBC English, Oxford English, and the sound of it is instantly recognizable to people who live in England and people who don't because it is so exact. It's inevitable that I should seem a rather remote figure to many of you, a successor to the kings and queens of history, someone whose face may be familiar in newspapers and films, but who never really touches your personal lives. But now, at least for a few minutes, I welcome you to the peace of my own home. And it's important here to make the distinction between it being an accent versus a dialect. So in the United Kingdom, there are many dialects as well as accents, but received pronunciation or just RP is not a dialect. A dialect suggests the geographic region of the speaker, whereas an accent, particularly in the case of RP, is associated with a person's location within the social hierarchy. In fact, RP is meant to be a neutral English accent in the sense that by speaking in that manner, one would not give any hints as to where they are from on the map, but establish straight away in conversation that they are educated and well-to-do. RP, in fact, uh, began in public schools. And it's important to note here that in the United States, public schools are state-funded and private schools would be considered more elite. Now, in the United Kingdom, the term public school actually refers to what we in the States would call private schools. So RP quickly became the calling card of the social elite. So the term received pronunciation was coined in 1869 by linguist A.J. Ellis around the time that it was adopted as the official standard of pronunciation for the Oxford English Dictionary. This was, of course, at the height of Queen Victoria's reign in the United Kingdom, at a time when the social elite were thriving. So think like the Downton Abbey era. Now, RP was initially taught in schools to the children of the socially well-off because the instructors at such institutions had most often graduated from Oxford or Cambridge, and thus RP was kind of like their default setting. Now, the accent was then adopted by the British Broadcasting Corporation, or the BBC, as the standard for their broadcast journalists. Now, while it might be seen as somewhat passe, and it's only spoken by around 2% of the population, it does 
does remain the unmistakable sound of both the BBC as well as members of the royal family. So the, quote, posh accent of RP is a very practiced one, and it has a very specific set of linguistic rules. And so here are three that you can try that will get you a, like a royal wedding ready. You just got to get a fascinator, which is what those like fancy hats are called. And then you'll be so ready. So the first rule is use elongated vowels. So the A sound becomes ah. So the word bath becomes bath and can't becomes can't, and so on. So to achieve this physically, pronounce your A sounds by dropping your jaw and saying ah, like you would when a doctor is like trying to look at your tonsils, rather than saying it by widening your lips horizontally. Now the O sound is seriously elongated. So if you think you're saying the O sound in a word too long, it's probably not long enough for RP. And you want to enunciate every consonant. So instead of receive pronunciation, they should just call it hella pronunciation because you're going to pronounce consonant sounds that you forgot existed. So the word February is a great example. Instead of squishing the sounds together and saying February, like I would, uh, in RP you would pronounce each syllable very clearly. February. And also, the Y sound is not an E sound, so the word finally is not finally, but finally. I hope that 1958 may bring you God's blessing and all the things you long for. And so I wish you all, young and old, wherever you may be, all the fun and enjoyment and the peace of a very happy Christmas. Any time that you listen to the Queen of England give a speech, like she gives her annual Christmas speech every year, she's a, obviously a really good example of RP. And there are actually some marvelous videos on YouTube of um, Claire Foy explaining why RP was really difficult for her to learn, even though she is from the UK, like she is British. <laughs> and even she had trouble with it because it's very specific. I don't really think there's like an American equivalent to this. I mean, I think we have a lot of different accents and dialects in the United States, all of which, like, to some extent probably come from the fact that, like, when we were, you know, colonized by the British, I think, especially in New England, where I'm from, huh, New England, I think a lot, you can actually trace a lot of our regional dialects back to, you know, particular um, European dialects, but I don't know that we have something that necessarily equates to RP in terms of what it means socially, like in terms of the social hierarchy. I think we have like the opposite because I know like where I'm from in like down east Maine, it would be the opposite where in like, you know, you would have, you would associate an accent with a lower class before you would perceive one as being more upper class. So I think that's a really interesting sort of opposition that I can think of more accents that are associated with low, like if you're going to be classist about it, that are associated with lower classes here versus something that's like unmistakably upper class. So yeah, that's really interesting. But yes, as I said, um, do call in. And I know like I've got a few listeners from the UK because I've had you do call-ins before. So definitely let me know if this is something that is even on your radar because I'm sure it's one of those things that if you live somewhere where you hear it all the time, you don't even think about it anymore. 